We're going to start by talking golf with professional golfer Andre Cruz. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And then let's talk about the Masters. We've been building up the whole week here and Andre joins us on the line. Andre, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight. Oh, okay. We seem to have lost Andre. We're going to go back to Andre. Okay, we've got him back. Andre, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, thanks for speaking to us, Andre, and SAFM tonight. We appreciate it. You're welcome. No problem. Firstly, as a pro golfer yourself, Andre, I mean, how has COVID-19 affected your 2020? Oh, goodness gracious me. Just in short, you know, uh, supposed to play in Europe, supposed to go over to America to try and qualify and all that. But, um, yeah, so it's nearly as if it's a year out of your life and then next year, uh, we're supposed to go to a tour school at the end of the year. So all of those have fallen away. So now now you've got to wait two years to go to a tour school, which is only in December next year. Sure. That's been that's been yeah. tough. So how much golf have you been able to play in 2020? Uh, not too much. You know, I was actually, I think I was COVID patient number one because I was in Dubai. Mm. And when I came back on the 1st of February, I contracted the disease and I was uh, self-isolating for two weeks. And uh, yeah, I was very ill. But uh, anyway, it came good after that. But... I've been playing quite a bit of golf, so practicing, but uh, starting our first tournament tomorrow at Sun City, and then we've got three week, uh, three tournaments in a row, which is quite good. Okay, great stuff. All the best. Now, let's talk about Thank the you. Masters. Firstly, how unusual is it, Andre, to have the Masters in November? Very, very unusual, and that's why there was a delay to the event starting. Uh, they had a rain delay, which doesn't happen much at the Masters, and... Uh, wow, it just doesn't feel the same, and uh, not to have people at the Masters is going to be very, very strange. And is the course expected to play differently than this time of the year? There's no doubt about it. It's a good, uh, it's a good uh, analysis that you're making. This time of the year, it's very, very soft, and they don't get as much run. So, you know, everybody's talking about all the long hitters and everything. I think it's going to be a bit different um, now. But when it goes back to March, uh, I mean in April next year, when you talk about a Bryson DeChambeau, then he will do as good. But I don't think it's going to suit the long hitters this year as good. It's going to uh, kind of sort the guys out that are more accurate like you know I can't uh, move away from Tiger Woods that guy's just if he wants to eat it left he eats it left he eats it yeah and he's just uh, he's like a chess player mm. well let's talk about Bryson DeChambeau everybody's been talking about him I had a quick look at the <laughs> scorecard he was two over through five when I looked all right he, he's been the bookies favorite many people are saying he's changing the game with the way that he's playing do you agree with that there's no doubt about it, but, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. Certain golf courses are going to be made for him because if he hits in the fairway or the rough, it's going to make no difference. I believe that the Masters this year, there is quite a bit of rough, and I haven't watched any of it yet. I'm going to start watching in about an hour's time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to be the same um, in, in November. So Bryson is certainly going to change the game. There's no doubt in my mind. When you look at him, he looks like a rugby player. He looks like a... It looks like a lot of things combined. Uh, we were told in our era, you know, playing with Gary Player and uh, those guys, we were, Mark McNulty told me, no, don't go to gym, it'll kill you. It'll, you know, it'll kill your short game. But all these guys have proven it. Uh, but Tiger was the guy that started it. So Bryson has just taken it to a different level. And um, I think he's going to honestly change the game through things that he's doing. Okay, we've already got a question uh, from our voice notes here. Let's play it about Bryson. Good evening, everybody. You guys are listening to Itumilin from Middleburg. Uh, I just want to ask Mr. Andre, does he think that uh, Bryson DeChambeau or DeChambeau's is actually the most skills, uh, skillful golfer on on the grass? 
because um personally i think he can just hit the ball really hard am i is that criminal of me to think so thank you hits it hard and far is it a skill thing um um andre or is it just figured has he just figured a way that works for him no uh, you know at the end of the day uh, i don't know if you're a golfer golf is golf is very skillful so you know to give you an example as hard as he swings the club i think when he takes it back he takes it back quicker than i can follow through but to do that at such speed and to have such control you go and try that you ask anybody to go out there and try and hit the ball hard then harder and harder and harder i don't know how they get it right but i mean it is incredible the distance i was reading i'm sure you guys read that he hit it over 400 yards yeah that is you know that is that is 180 meters to 200 meters maybe past me i mean i hit the ball 232 with my driver fly and i've done that all my life now okay i'm a little bit older but still it doesn't matter i mean 200 meters that's a good four iron that is hitting it past me and you're talking about a guy like Ernie Els that is hitting it 40 50 60 meters past him it's just it's mind blowing so with him it's not a matter of finding the greens it's just hitting it as hard as as far as you can well that's why i say this this week's going to be different um they reckon that if you play the masters if you were a very good seven handicap amateur they said if you put him 100 meters from the course uh, from the green he wouldn't break 90 The undulations on that golf course is so incredibly and the greens are so tough and now I'm coming back to Deschambeau. Mm. Can he overpower the golf course? I don't think so. Many other golf courses he can overpower, but I don't think uh, the Masters because you need to be like a chess player, you need to eat just left of the uh, flag and have a uphill putt. It's not so much about overpowering, but I heard him saying in a in a news conference that he reckons that the par for him Mm. He's 67. Now that's quite a bold statement because that five under par. So he's actually saying that he's starting 20 under par before the tournament starts. Now I don't know if that's uh, if that's confidence or mm. stupidity, but if that is how he's thinking, you've got to take a step back and think, wow. If that is what he's thinking, then he's going to change all kinds of things at at uh, at the Masters. So let's see how it pans out. Do you see other golfers following suit to try and play the way that he plays and bulk up also? No doubt in my mind. The game will certainly change within he was just early about it, but the game will change. And you know Gary Player made this comment 5 years ago. He says you're going to get golfers that are going to be built like strong fly-offs, but big fly-offs, you know, fly-offs and scrum-offs and things like small. That's going to change. Everything's going to change. They're going to be big, they're going to go to gym, they're going to I mean we take a guy like Danny van Tonde he's just won four tournaments in a row mm. he's been gymming he only eats one meal a day he's into the protein shakes what is a protein shake you know <laughs> now he took and Oh so that's how he's been winning those tournaments on that rise up series 100% so you know you go back to a kid like that he he read up and he said hold on a second how am I going to get better and he used to be kind of overweight yeah. and let me tell you what he's done in the rise up series and everything Again people are sitting up and saying oh going to say one meal a few protein shakes and a bit of bolton can that do it for you and Gary player actually mentioned that Gary said guys we as South Africans or people in the world we just eat too much we eat three meals a day you don't have to and you know you sit, take a step back and you think about it maybe he's got a point <laughs> sure
That's very interesting. Thanks for that insight on Daniel van Donder. I was not aware. You've mentioned a Tiger earlier on, Andre. Can he recapture his form from last year? He's been struggling a bit post-COVID. The unfortunate thing is I would have liked to have seen him play another event or two before the Masters. But, you know, he's such a tactician and such a chess... I think he's the best chess player in the world. He just... And that's why he is so good around the Masters. I wouldn't put it past him to finish in the top five. And if he gets a sniff at it, he'll win. Because when he's on, he was like an old Mick Felder. Mick Felder, if he needed to hit it five yards left, he could hit it five yards left. Mm. And with control, you know. Um, I believe he he is the best golfer ever. And I don't think anybody will break his kind of record. So, you know, you can't throw away class. He is so classy, but I would have liked to have seen him play one or two events. That's the only worrisome factor for me. Why didn't he play? So, is he injured? He keeps everything very close to his chest. Is he a 60 to 1 shot like we've seen with some bookies? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm a bit of a gambler and I love my gambling on. on, 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 on. So, when he started about four months ago, he was, um, he was 15 to 1. Then he went to 25 to 1. He was 60 to 1 opening. Yeah. And my wife turned around and she said to me, Andre, he ain't 60 to 1. We've got to have a dabble on him. So we did have a dabble on him. <laughs> well, that's the thing about betting. Sometimes you just bet because the price you think is wrong. And <laughs> well, 60 to 1 I, I on think Tiger. it's wrong because, come on, man. And it's a golf course. Why has he been so successful there? You don't. He's a tactician. Mm. And I honestly believe this week it is going to be somebody who knows what he's doing. I'm not saying these guys don't know what he's doing, but mm. more so like a Nick Faldo. Bernard Langer, you must have a look at all the people that have won here before. Mm. It's people that give it some thought and they think, hold on a sec, and the 15th club in the bag is the most important thing at the Masters. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we're talking to pro golfer Andre Kruse, just getting his thoughts on the Masters, which are underway at Augusta National. We're going to take a quick break and we'll just look at the six South Africans in the field before we wrap up our conversation with Andre. Sport on on SAFM. Um, we're still talking to pro golfer Andre Kruser. Andre, before we look at the South Africans, is there anybody else that you want to mention? I know John Ram has been mentioned by a few people as an underdog. Rory McIlroy has gone under the radar. He was in great form, actually, in earlier in the year. And I'm sure he's not happy that the Masters was not in April. Well, your listeners are either going to phone you and say, what the, what the heck does he know? Because I'm actually... Uh, Rory McIlroy, he doesn't putt well enough to win in the Masters. I might have it wrong. Um, you know, a lot of players, uh, I'm going to brass this week, but unfortunately I have to say Brooks Kepka, he showed me a lot of good things last week and, um, last year he should have won. So I am actually going to go, I've, I've placed three bets. I took Tiger for a um, place. I took Brooks Kepka for a win and I took Xander Schofley. Um, oh. now last year they both finished second. And they should have actually won that event, but it was written in the stars that Tiger had to win. <laughs> <laughs> and what price did you get on Brooks Kepka and Shoffler? Brooks Kepka was 12 to 1, and Shoffler I got 20 to 1. Okay, not too bad. Let's look at the yeah, South Africans now. We have six in the field. Who do you think is our best chance? There's no doubt it must be Louis Westays, and he loves the golf course. Um, I, I spoke to him about four months ago, and he just says he cannot wait to go back there. Um, and we had a long, uh, long chat about it, and he just says everything set up well for him. So um, you know, I've got to go with a guy that likes a golf course. He's he's one. He's, he's played extremely well there before, so there's no doubt about it. He is. But if I had to tell you about a long, long outsider, which is 500 to one, mm. a, a guy called Christian Bastidnote. I've actually written him down. Yes. 
Now that guy, people don't know how good he is yet. And I'm telling you now, if if you could find some money to put on on a ten to one, uh, yeah, I mean on the in the top ten place, he's going to surprise a lot of people. That guy, and uh, look out for his name. And he's making his debut, right? The Masters. That's cur- that's the only concerning thing. You know, they always say that the guys that play there for the first time um, at the Masters have no chance. Um, anyway, we don't know how that is, but uh, let's see how he goes. <laughs> what about Eric Van Rooyen? He's also been in some good form. You know, he's such a class player. And um, I don't know what you make of him. You know, he's putting as well. I always look at when you play the Masters, you go for guys that putt well. You know, like uh, you've got to go. John Rahm is a great putter. Uh, Justin uh, Thomas. Now, Justin Thomas, he, he, he's got to win the Masters at some stage. He's yes, just a yes. phenomenal putter. So you've got to look at good putters. And unfortunately, my good old friend Louis Westhazen, he just doesn't look comfortable, but he hits the ball so well, so hopefully it just clicks and it happens when. And Charles Schwarzel, how, how, how has his form been? He won it in 2011, was it? He did. His form is actually not bad. You know, he was he was in he he, he was going to lose his card this year, mm. and he had to make X amount of money, which he actually did in seven events. So he made money. So it looks like um, you know I saw him a, a while ago, and he's got that look back in his eyes. You know, these guys make so much money, so sometimes they need to just say, hold on a sec, I'm going to lose my card. Lots of things happen. And he, he's been playing very well, so he might be a very, very dark horse. But again, we all know that he loves the golf course. So Charles is going to come back and do a lot of good things in the next year or two, I think. And finally, Andre, how encouraging is to have this rising crop of South African golfers? I mean, you've mentioned Christian Bezerinot. We've spoken about Eric Van Rooyen. There's Dylan Fritelli. There's Garrick Higo. Also now Justin Harding. All these guys seem to be coming through and starting to make their mark. Wow. You you obviously know your golf and obviously you're a keen golfer because you've mentioned all the names. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something in our water. I don't know if it's something that us South Africans <laughs> eat. I don't know if it's our weather. I don't know if it's our woman. I don't know if it's whatever it is. But we just seem to just pull them out and we just do well. I don't know if the guys are so hungry for success. I cannot tell you, but uh, it is exciting. There's a lot of new youngsters coming out. Um, what's the guy that's playing in Europe? They reckon, um, oh, goodness me, his name's just gone past me. Mm. Uh, anyways, there's a guy in Europe at the moment. He's, he's like six foot, six foot five, and they reckon he's also he's going to take over from Ernie and Louis and, and these guys. So, yes, uh, South African golf is certainly in a fantastic place. Finally, if you were in Trevor Immelman's shoes, you have a chance to play the Masters, but you've also got a chance to commentate on TV, and he's chosen to be on TV. What would you have done? I would have done the same thing, to be honest with you, because Trevor. Um, Trevor's a very good commentator. He speaks well. Yeah. I love listening to him. You know, at the end of the day, um, you must remember when you win the Masters and you get these guys coming back and shooting 10 and 20 over, he's a very classy uh, individual, Trevor. Yeah. And, you know, he sat down and he said to his wife, you know what, there's bigger things for me. I don't enjoy it as much anymore. I enjoy commentating. And it's quite a bold step to take um, if you think about it. You know, he can still play the Masters tall. You know, Gary Player played until he was 65 or 70 mm. or whatever it was. And he's just decided, you know what, uh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. He's a very, very clever individual. So, you know, what, we, can't, we can't look past the fact that uh, that's the decision he's made and what the decision he makes, um, he must feel comfortable with it. Okay, great stuff. Andre, thank you very much for your insight. It's been wonderful chatting to you here on SAFM. Enjoy the golf.
Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Andre Cruz, a professional golfer, uh, just talking to us about the Masters and a few of the South Africans that are making waves now um, on the PGA Tour as well as the European Tour.